What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the very first Coffee Shop Sports Podcast of 2023. Ooh. I'm your boy, Zach, here with my co-host, Kevin. How are you doing today, Kevin? What's poppin', Zach? It's actually pretty funny. We did a handful of episodes in 2023 already. First That's episode true. of the 2023 season, the, the 2023 era. Uh, it, it's, a new, it's a new era in coffee shop football, coffee shop sports, our careers as uh, sports media creators, and uh, I'm looking forward to telling the people all about it, Zach. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's almost like a soft relaunch, you know, like we've Definitely. been here throughout the year, but we took a, a good amount of time off just kind of regathering our stuff. Just housekeeping things, keeping everything in line, you know, things really picked up with our respective uh, sports media companions that we both have, you know, so we've been you know, we've been tending to that, but it's finally time, man. I have a dire, dire need for caffeine right now. And I figured Oof. there was no better place than coffee shop football, coffee shop sports, you know, to to, to attack it. So I, I'm going to bring out the Yerba Mate live on the show. I'm, I'm throwing a curveball to Zach. It's uncracked. And I want to give the audience the crack. Get it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's going to be and a while, good year. not coffee. We're both huge Yerba fans, so we'll let the substitution slide today. Yeah, Yerba is the coffee substitution. Um, when I'm feeling like absolute self-loathing to 100, I drink a Monster or a Red Bull. Yeah, I can't get behind that. Oh, I should stop. You, you won't get the backing from me there. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even asking for it. So don't <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, I'm very excited for our first real real show back is coffee shop sports we got the new logo design we got all the socials set out absolutely podcast will be coming at you every single week i mean absolutely we won't just be hitting primarily fantasy football but we'll be hitting fantasy football football basketball dfs sports betting everything in between that we know enough about to feel like <laughs> off to the world about absolutely man and this is all inspired by uh you know this really great um person who sort of took interest in what we were doing um so shout out to todd we appreciate you todd um i'm really looking at uh, our opportunity to turn this into a content you know generator bro like i'm looking at you know we have shot some really fun content that the streets will be getting very soon uh chief among which is our we're gonna do weekly coffee reviews of local coffee shops in the greater los angeles area um zach and i are both that's kind of we've talked about it on the show before, but our uh, shared love of fantasy sports generated us in these situations where we would be sitting across from each other at coffee shops and we would be having two hour long discussions that really were just podcasts without mics. And that's what inspired the the, the title. And, and now we're just taking our love for coffee shops and packaging it into, you know, one minute TikToks or, you know, the, the longer form, uh, you know, review videos. So be on the lookout for those. Definitely hit up our socials, uh, coffee shop sports, coffee shop football. Hit up all the all the the socials to to stay in tune with everything. Um, I think, Mr. Zach, that's all the housekeeping stuff we had before our first first sip back in months. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's time. I think that covers the bases. I mean, the the bulk is always going to be stay tuned to the podcast. If you want more and more of us, that's what all the other socials are for. We'll keep you posted. We'll, we'll be funneling. If we're here, we'll send you there. If we're there, we'll send you here. Absolutely. And hopefully you'll just get around. stuck in the content loop that we're trying to create. So uh, without further ado, Zach, why don't you hit us with our first sip? Yeah, the first sip is going to be around the content of what this episode will be about. But we're going to start off with some uh, Dynasty Rookie Draft tips because it is the off season and it's May. Um, we're, we're about to hit into the fluff season, all the mm. camp rumors, the injuries. We're already, already hit strong today. I don't know if you saw all the, the Aaron Rodgers ankle stuff, mm. the Alan Lazard. Everybody's fine. Everybody's not fine. Ugh. So we're getting into that season, which means it's truly, truly dynasty season. Because yeah, uh, this is this is hype train season. Means anything. So <laughs> yeah, keep your keep your antennas very, very high up for for hype train stuff. Because for every you know three or four guys that turn out to be something special that get start getting hype around this time, there are 150 guys who were never heard from again after the month of August. So absolutely, especially you know, just, with rookies. I've already yep. seen a. Uh, Dalton Kincaid to make one catch and everybody's like, yep, tight end one. Oh, wow. You know one. what? I don't even know where you got that information because I have not seen that. So you're going to have to send it over to me. That sounds like <laughs> something I want to see. <laughs> well, I and for the listeners, the next couple months of our podcast are probably going to be decently dynasty focused when it comes Definitely. to the football aspect. It's, it's That's what we'll be doing. We'll be giving you guys some drafts, some dynasty tips, values, rankings, all that jazz, just because... It's not redraft season. And if you're yep. listening to the show at this point, you're probably playing Dynasty football too. Yep. So we're going to start off with uh, a rookie draft today. And before we hop into that, Kev, do you want to give me give me a rookie draft tip from you? Oh, absolutely, man. So here's here's my rookie draft tip. And anybody who knows me knows that I... Zach, you, you've actually uh, proclaimed me as a hot take guy, uh, a guy who who is is... Everything is either all one thing or all another thing. I'm pretty pretty firm on both sides of. I, there's not a lot of things that I ride the middle on. I'm not a, I'm not a fence guy. I'm not a meh guy. Whereas I'm I, a criminal centrist. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. I would agree with that as well. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna hit you guys with the hardest truth bomb you're gonna get all off season. So my dynasty rookie draft tip is throw team need right in the trash when you're doing a rookie draft you're stealing it straight from my brain rotating right in the trash and and there's a couple reasons why and and i'm gonna immediately preface it with the thing that sh- it, everything should be prefaced with when applicable <laughs> throw team need in trash when applicable if you need running back if you need receiver and and you know i mean if you need receiver you're not going to take jsn at 101 you know what i'm saying like you always have to have that perspective of who's there what's the value i mean don't get me wrong there that like i said throw team need in the trash it's never important unless it is you feel me it's one of those situations to to like a point don't be taking like if an entire if there's a wide receiver in the same tier as a running back and you need wide receiver go get a wide receiver yeah if there's a wide receiver that's two tiers behind the next closest running back pick the running back don't yep. don't drop the value. I'm in full agreement with you there. I think yeah. uh, people people wait play way too much in need of I think maybe the only hiccup would be 
in super flex leagues with quarterbacks. But even then, if there's not a quarterback on the board that you think is going to be valuable, don't take him just because you need a quarterback. Take a wide receiver. Take a running back. You could probably package him later for something. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's a hot tip, man. I yeah. Think thank fantastic. you, man. And and it's important. Like I said, the, the most important facet of it is that it only applies for when it applies. <laughs> That's the most important facet of it. I'm I'm undercutting myself because you know, you, you'd bring up Superflex, right? And and you and I talk about this a lot. Superflex, to me, I'm a super, um, very, very focused on the conventional, I, never standard, but but half PPR, you know, two running back, two Dual receiver, TV. one yeah. flags, maybe two flags here and there. You know, I've played in my share of deep leagues. I'm in an IDP mm. league, you know, I'm not, I'm not a prude, but, um, you know, the Superflex is kind of like Narnia to me. Um, I, I don't have much experience in like cutthroat intense, you know, season long super flex. So that's going to be something that I'm looking forward to evolving my perspective on. And and the listeners of coffee shop, football, coffee shop, sports will be experiencing that journey with me. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some of you guys um, to try some super flex because Zach encourages it. Um, the people over at legit football encourage it. Most people that I know who are serious about fantasy participate in some super flex leagues. So, that being said, uh, always be ready to to uh, always be ready to be steadfast and water at the same time. That's fantasy football for you. That's a, a great tip. Really actionable there. Be steadfast, but also water. Thank you. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm I'm really I'm really bringing it for the people. I'm I'm not I'm not pandering even in the slightest. Love it. Well, I'll get mine in here quick um, before we hop into this rookie draft today. And while that that was going to be my tip as well, I think positional value takes the second place in the draft. Um, I am going to go with a little bit. I think this is relevant to this year's class. And that is size just certainly doesn't matter as much as people mm. think it does. Um, Interesting. And I think you see that this year. I think you have that with Jameer Gibbs. You have that with Zay Flowers. You have that with Devin Ashane. A bunch of players who are a little smaller than their position normally is um but i think historically we've we've seen that that doesn't necessarily matter that much and um i mean your biggest example in this draft is obviously going to be bryce young you've got a small quarterback who was consensus number one quarterback in the nfl draft and consensus for a while and you're starting to see him slip a little bit in these nfl drafts and the only actionable reason is because he's small that's about it. I mean, he yeah. went number one in the NFL. He went, and I mean, I get, I get, we'll obviously get into the Anthony Richardson and, and talking these positions, but I think it's as a tiebreaker, I don't use size typically, especially when it comes to wide receivers running back position. That extra five, 10 pounds, I think is almost is wishy washy when it comes to player weights and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really interesting. I hear stuff like that all the time like, oh, they were waiting on the way in. And mm -hmm. it's like, bro, you watched him play in college. You know who he is. Like, yeah, anybody can add or or lose five to ten pounds, like in a couple well, weeks. These guys so fluctuate weight so much too. I mean, they're always like you. They'll check in. They're like, well, he online in NFL, he's at two nineteen, but like he's probably playing at two ten or two twenty five. Like, it doesn't matter within like. If someone's dropping forty pounds, if you've got an Eddie Lacy scenario where he's coming right. in, that's and fair. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He maybe yeah. he's gained a little bit of weight, but for the most part, like it doesn't matter for these guys. 
just yeah. just stick with your gut. If a player is good and you liked him pre weigh in, pre height check, pre hand pre check, hand just, check. That's yeah, the one. Check. <laughs> you saw you saw Mr. Pickett was just talking about how he was uh, moved off of teams draft boards after his uh, his hand got weighed in at a certain and it's like come on dog like we're we're all adults really? here man you've seen the yep. man throw the ball for four years at college why what what does this really matter what what, what kind of i think for some teams like that it's it's almost like a confirmation bias like you yes. didn't like him in the first place it's an ego just going to use his hand size as a reason to get him off your board that's fine just don't take him then yeah literally you never had to but you don't have yeah. to be stupid about it you don't have to be ridiculous about it um i think that's great advice i i'm in no more of a scenario am i looking at this more than uh with jordan addison because jordan addison was looked at as a top two or three receiver in this class and he had a fall from grace after the combine Terrible this man combine. was being talked yeah. about second He's, and third round type. possible number one wide receiver above yeah. asn above and look at how else, look yeah. at how much all that was just discarded immediately when the Vikings saw him on the board and saw him, you know, drawing single coverage opposite Justin Jefferson, it, it's out the window and that's, yeah. what's going to happen in, in the pros, all that, all that other stuff, you know, I don't, I don't love this term, but people call it the, the underwear Olympics. All that stuff is thrown away when, when they line up between the twenties, man, if you can ball, you can ball. And, and I think that's a great, great tip. Zach. That's the truth, man. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of rookies, we have a rookie draft on deck today. Do you want to go stoked. ahead and get into it? I'm so Beautiful. stoked. Yeah, I'll pull it up. We're doing uh, Sleeper. Shout out to Sleeper, not a sponsor. Um, yeah. They're kind of the goat for uh, fantasy content these days. Um, I My dynasty league that I'm in is on Sleeper. Uh, I do their uh, DFS again because I'm a degenerate. Um, that's a theme of the show that hasn't changed since uh, our last episode is still still living out my best degenerate life. Um so, Mr. Zach, you have a coin to flip for us to determine who gets odds, who gets evens. Two I rounds of a rookie mock draft in Dynasty um, format, Zach. Uh, we're going to do a 12-team single quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver. Uh, I believe it's it's two flex, but that's pretty nonchalant at this point. Yeah, uh, right. Mainly your standard settings, half PPR. Sweet. All that, all that jazz. Sweet. We're gonna go with it as, as basically like blank slate as we can here. Um, Love that. So I'm gonna go ahead and flip this. You go ahead and call everybody it. knows. Yeah, I'll call it. I'll call it. But everybody knows who we who we both are are taking at 101. That's chalk. Um, the the fun stuff starts after that. Uh, heads. We got tails right here. No, nah, it's screen. a lie. It's fraudulent. It's invalid. It's a tails. It's a double sided tails coin. So I will no, be taking odds. And nice. uh, I will leave Have you fun. the evens then. Let's um, go. Well, let's go ahead and start this draft up. If you're watching on here, you can go ahead and follow along. And then uh, we'll we'll post this up on the socials, of course. And then... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yo, do you know if we can claim multiple teams? We cannot. Uh, we'll have to manually make the picks here. I was going to say. I just noticed no that, yeah. Problem. I can do that. No worries. So, perfect. 101... Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Bijan Robinson, single quarterback league. Has I think to be. In, in Superflex, you're sitting at Bijan too, but maybe you could make a case for another position. But phenomenal talent, top 10, yeah. top 10 draft capital. I mean, yep. I think the Falcons was about as good of a landing spot as you can get. 
Yep. They're going to run the ball a ton. I don't I mean, you have the question of, was it worth the pick at eight? I don't really think that matters at this point for fantasy football players. Right. Not even a little bit. No, is he's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to catch the ball a lot and yep. hopefully get a lot of fantasy points. I started salivating when I heard they were lining him up in the slot. That is just insane. I, I love that so much for them. Um, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Oh, I got to pause this. It's getting Bijan Robinson. It is just such an unbelievable onslaught of talent in Atlanta at the skill position players. And for whatever that's worth, it really helps isolate the Desmond Ritter variable. If Desmond Ritter is that guy, we will know pretty fast. If, if he can't move the ball with yeah. this offense, with these weapons, he's not he's not it. You know, it's that simple. He, um, he has all the all the weapons to succeed in that offense. And yeah, yeah like you said, we'll find out very quickly. Yeah, isolating well, you're the on variable. The clock at, at, at 102. Let's go. I do want to really quick. I want to philosophically discuss the Bijan really quick before we move on because Mr. Zach is Bijan. Has he infiltrated your 101 spot for uh, Dynasty Startups? Not for me, no. Um, Same. Too early. I, he he got to prove it I, a little bit. I, I First round pick, like yeah. A generational talent, top 10 pick. Like the odds are that he's going to succeed in the NFL. Yeah. At a very high level. Yeah. Um, but when I have players that I know are succeeding at that point that are going to be studs at the position already, yeah. I will still take, I think, maybe two guys in front of him. Maybe Jonathan Taylor and CMC would be the two ahead for me. Yeah. Um, I also would probably still chalk in Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson when it comes yeah. to Dynasty Leagues ahead of him Same. as well. Same. You put him past those four guys, though. And that's that's probably the line for me. Ooh, Zach, I you gotta understand, man. I I'm becoming the biggest proponent of reach for your guy at quarterback. And I don't know. I think first round is an overcorrection. I might be wiling, but I know fantasy football is zigging when others zag. And I know that the late round quarterback has really taken a hit in recent years. Of course. So how far is too far to, to to reach for a quarterback? Is first round too 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 high? As a dynasty start? No, I mean the quarterback is gonna last you for probably the longest of any position. I mean, Mahomes deserves yeah. to be in that tier as well for me. Same um, with Josh, I think. Yeah, he's he's our he's our QB one consensus. I think for for me, it's a little easier to find a top five quarterback outside of the first round for me yeah where after that tier of like jonathan taylor cmc Bijan, i think there's a bit of a drop off where i still find myself comfortable with a like let's say a hertz in the back of the first early second or yeah. a a herbert lamar at the beginning of the second in a startup yeah. herbert's probably it depends but herbert's I, iffy. I, herbert's herbert scared me last year man i i still think there's enough to the streaming quarterback or to the finding a quarterback or, you know, the difference between a back end first and the number one quarterback isn't as big as it is for the running back Then I'm comfortable slotting him above, above those guys. But that just comes down to team build. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Fantastic discussion. I just wanted to philosophically yeah, get attack that because out of the way. that's, that's become a very real conversation. Bijan is the one-on-one and, you know, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Um, 102, 
102 is a very interesting pick in this year's draft. I will be honest with you. There's there's a lot of names I would consider here. Um, I oh, would consider too. You you have a chalk too. I've got a chalk too. You have a chalk too. I would consider Gibbs. I would consider JSN, mm-hmm. and I'd consider the quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I would be there in single. In single QB, I, it's going to be Gibbs JSN for me, and then I'll consider a quarterback. But, I would consider Gibbs JSN, and and ah, dude, I'm so. I'm, I'm, I might be tipping my hat for a later pick, but I loved, I love Addison, bro. I really love Addison. And so, and, who are you thinking? You got one or um, two on the clock. I'm taking, I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. That's taking that's, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that feels pretty easy for me. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, he's gonna catch a lot of passes. He's gonna occupy the the Andre Swift role. I think he'll probably get some of the Jamal Williams work too. Um, I. Montgomery, yeah, that goal line stuff up in the Mont- air. Montgomery scares me a hair. I'd be lying if I said Montgomery didn't, you know, raise raise an antenna a little bit, a red flag a little bit. I don't think we're projecting Gibbs to get the full workload anyway. You're project you're you're drafting Gibbs at one hundred two for the receiving prowess. I think is right is the the way you're going to go. But we're hoping it's pre two thousand and twenty two DeAndre Swift usage. You know the the yeah. prime DeAndre Swift role. Yeah, that was a different, cool. you know, different coaching. I, I do think he'll. I mean, they took him high. They did. I mean, that's did. The, that's the truth of the matter. They spent that's a, a big, lot to get him. That's they, a big facet. They need to use him. So, and he's a fantastic pass catcher. I don't think he'll get much goal line work, but if he could squeak in four or five touchdowns throughout the year, I think he'll be incredibly happy with the value. It'd be a fun, be a fun over under bet. I wonder what what the lines at on that right now because that would be a fun one to attack. Well, the the 103 pick is pretty easy for me. I, I'm like I'm I somehow on 103 for us, so I will take I'll make the pick for you if you want to tell me who you're picking. Yeah, yeah. Hit it. Uh, I I will be taking Jackson Smith and Jigua. Yeah, easy um, money. There is a tier break between him and the rest of the receivers for me. I think he's fantastic. Um, his his work against press coverage is phenomenal. He was very very good at Ohio State. His reception perception metrics are great. And I think he can play outside. I think he's not just going to be stuck in that slot yeah. role. I think he'll I think he's a good fit for Seattle. He may not get the work the first year that people wanted to see from him landing in another team. Um Yeah, I was I will I was a little bit admittedly very disappointed in that landing spot. Um yeah, being I'm, behind two stud receivers is. I'm is warm tough. to it for a team perspective. I think Seattle made a good pick because they saw a blue chip prospect on the board at 20, at a position that they were going to have to. The chickens are going to come home to roost yeah, eventually. They're, they're doing the smart market. move of addressing it ahead of time rather than yeah. waiting till it's a need. Yeah, it's definitely solid roster management on Seattle's Reverse part. Bills. But, but that <laughs> chill, chill, chill. But that's not something I love for a fantasy thing because, from a fantasy perspective, because it really it uh, it caps the upside of all of them. You know, uh, too many cooks yeah. is a very real problem in fantasy football when you have three great receivers. I mean, when was the last time we saw? I think a they team, can coexist. You know, I mean, they can coexist for sure. But I mean, with Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's a long time. It's not normal. The the Peyton Manning led Broncos were were the last team to support three elite 
fantasy wide receivers. And, you know, I mean, it's okay because Tyler Lockett gets left for dead every single offseason anyway. I don't think that's going to be any different this offseason. Honestly, I think he's going to get left for no, dead. I think worse. He might be even more of value this year. Than well, exactly. Exactly. That's that's when that's when it's the best time to buy players is when people are out on them. There's no way Hot Lockett is not going to produce. I mean, he's a dog. He does it every year. So I'm in Jansen on him here. Is yeah. uh, I I think he can coexist. I think he'll play a lot of slot his first year, and realistically one of these receivers between Lockett and DK is not going to be there in the next couple of years, most likely Lockett. And I mm-hmm. think that's an incredibly valuable world to inherit. I think rookie wide receivers don't tend to have incredibly high ceilings unless you're one of the top tier guys, you know, we've seen it happen. Like Garrett Wilson had a great year. Um, but I mean, Chris Olave had a great year and was still wide receiver too. So I'm not necessarily just banking on first year production from a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. And if that's a case, I think he's on an incredible team to develop, to use his talents, to move him around the field, and just in a great spot to produce year two, three. So I'm still going to take that top upside. Yeah, players like JSN are Swiss army knives at the receiver position. So you can really put him in the slot. You can put him outside. He's going to win anywhere. He was the crown jewel of this receiver class, and he ended up in a great spot. I think Geno Smith to the moon, right? I mean, yeah, it helps him. Quite a bit. You gotta love Gino. Um, I would love to talk about the running backs in Seattle at some point. Um, we'll I'm sure it'll come we up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come right. up. I, I, yeah, I got a lot more to get off my chest when it comes to freaking Pete Carroll. Um, enough JSN. How about let's let's do the 104. Who are you thinking here? 104. Uh, this is again. I think this is the last chalk pick. I'm looking at these names. I think this is the last name on the list that I'm just like absolutely need him on my team if I have a chance. I'm taking Jordan Addison. Um, right. I absolutely love the landing spot. I can't think of a better spot for a player like him with his athleticism to go, knowing how much single coverage he's going to face, considering he's lining up on the same field as Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the NFL. So I'm super stoked about Jordan Addison in Minnesota, I think he's going to be possibly a wide receiver 2-3 fringe this year. And I think in due time, he'll be right up there in the, on the 1-2 fringe. I think that's uh, I think that's great analysis. I think Minnesota was the best landing spot for him. Yeah, just He's not an incredibly athletic receiver. He is, I think, a, a perfect number two somewhere. Yeah. I worry about him going somewhere he needed to be a number one, and that didn't happen. He's not going to take that job. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to see the type of zone flanker coverage that you want from him to be able to separate. Yeah. I There's targets available. I think Hawkinson will still be the number two target on this team. Yeah. But it'll be the two of them. It's yeah. Course, yeah. There's still a lot of targets available. He, he may have the best opportunity to have a year one impact. Like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm definitely, um, I will say we did address the frame concerns in the opening in the first sip, but I think we'd be remiss to not mention that he's one of the smallest receivers in the class. Um, yeah, but I don't and, think he'll need to play. He I, he did struggle against press coverage and reception perception, yeah. and I think that's that's important. I mean, he is not he is going to face that, but yeah. I think being a number two here, I don't think his ceiling is quite as high as some of the other receivers in the draft. But I think his yeah. floor is probably a little higher than that. I completely agree with that. I think I think frame doesn't matter until it does, but I don't think that that's going to come. I don't think that's going to become an issue this year. 
I, still I don't think he's a Devonta Smith level talent. You know, he's not like he may have. He's that's an interesting comp. I mean, he's he's not far off in my opinion. Oh, I disagree completely. I mean, Devonta Smith won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver, over two thousand yards in college. Probably one of the best college wide receivers we've seen. And then immediately transitioned to one of the best route runners as a pro. I think that's a tough comparison to make. You're definitely talking about you're definitely talking about production right now, as opposed to you know, and that's okay. I mean, I'm yeah, I mean you have to have skill to have production, right? I mean, you know, I definitely think production gets swept under the rug a little too often in in NFL draft talk and and you know, in 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 rookie talk, because everybody wants to focus on on you know their their measurables, their traits. But yeah, I think Inarguably, Devonta Smith is a better prospect, but I think Jordan Addison is no slouch. I, I really, yeah, I like, I, I like what I see so far, and that's why he's my pick at one hundred and four. So, so far we have Bijan one hundred and one, Jameer Gibbs one hundred and two, JSN one hundred and three, and Jordan Addison one hundred and four. Mister Zach, you are back up on the clock, my friend. So here is a tougher situation for me. This is. I think this is where can you can you chalk those first four names in non superflex leagues? Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think the the Addison Quentin Johnson quarterback discussion is a bit personal. I know there are people that still prefer Quentin Johnson above Addison. I know there are people that prefer Quentin Johnson above Jackson Smith. Um, oh, so that's I, I silly. think I agree, but um. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. It is. So I'm looking. I, I don't, so I think only 101, 102. I don't even think it's like chalk order, but I think 105 is this first spot that really gives me like a question because I agree with the first four picks here. The field is open. But Charbonnet landing with Seattle is a killer for his. He's value. neutered. He's neutered. I was never a huge Quentin Johnson fan. I love Same. Zay Flowers, but. Me too. I'd consider I think him here. for the 105. I'm going to stick with Anthony Richardson. I think that is the. I think that's the wow. pick I want to go. With yeah. Zach, have you had a change of heart in recent weeks? I'm I have just curious, not. and I'm okay. And let, let me get this across too. I believe there's a much higher chance that Bryce Young will be a more impactful NFL player in his career than Anthony Richardson. I believe even CJ Stroud might be a little bit more impactful of a player than Anthony Richardson. But since this is single quarterback league and not a super flex, it is more important to me to reach for the ceiling with my quarterback. And yeah, if you're going ceiling play specifically, Anthony Richardson's rushing upside is undeniable. If he does hit, even if he is mediocre as a quarterback and rushes for 800 yards a season, he will be more valuable in fantasy football. Even if he's not that valuable in real life, if he is not yeah. a great passer or doesn't lead his team, it won't matter. It won't matter for fantasy football. So I, I completely, I'm a huge Anthony Richardson fan, and I actually thought I could sort of be a little, I thought I could be a little chill with my Anthony Richardson love because I thought you weren't going to take him. Um, Zach has been, you know, definitely not disparaging in any way towards Anthony Richardson, but Zach has been definitely on the more tame side of the Anthony Richardson conversation. Uh, Zach has bought balcony seats to the Anthony Richardson show, and he's going to be wearing a hoodie, and his shades will be on, and he'll be wearing a mask, and nobody will know that it's Zach. 
but apparently he's attending. I certainly don't. I certainly don't hate him. Like I have no issues with him. I think he's a good prospect. I think he's not as raw as people say he is. I just think his bust rate is much much higher than than a player like Stroud or a player like Young with yeah. their quarterback style. But his ceiling is undeniable if he does yeah. hit. Which who am I to say whether a quarterback prospect is really going to hit or not? If Richardson hits. He's worth more than these other two quarterbacks, and yeah. he's worth more to me than a wide receiver two or a running back two at this spot in the draft. Even in one quarterback league, I think five, six is where you're going to see Anthony Richardson go. Yeah, he's pretty objectively the most athletic quarterback prospect of all time. Um, he's pretty objectively on the on the level of like, you know, the Mike Vicks, you know, on the level of the, you know, those freak athlete who played Maybe quarterback on the lo- fast as the Lamar Vic, but yeah, bigger, bigger, stronger. So I, I am super, I'm super impressed with your ability to, you know, join the party, join the Anthony Richardson, uh, love party. There's punch, there's pizza. Um, I've been here for a while. Um, and I'm really sad. I don't get to pick them today. Um, I know I took your boy. So who are you going? I, I'm say? happy for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Love Richardson. Uh, he's, he's definitely QB one in this class. Um, for fantasy, as far as I'm concerned, and that can change really quickly if things if, if, if things go this, sideways. If Sorry. this was a super flex draft, he would not have been my first pick. I, I would take Young over him, and then maybe because you need to start him draft, as a as a rookie, because you need to start him earlier. Is your logic behind that? Or I mean, not even just you like can't redshirt Richardson. Earlier. It's in a one. It's just the more faith that I think he'll be starting longer. Okay, that, that's yeah. that I would like a quarterback like Young. You know. But yeah, the that's is undeniably there with Richardson. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually low-key okay with this because it means I get to draft Zay Flowers at 106. I absolutely love Zay Flowers. I have a I had a pre-draft crush on him. Um, was secretly hoping he would be the pick in Buffalo. Um, alas, it wasn't to be. Um, I have definitely grown content with how things have shaken down, to be honest. But I love Zay Flowers. He has that, you know, prototypical slot wide receiver build. He's unbelievably athletic. He's a good separator. And we actually had a great philosophical discussion about separation. And I'd love to bring that to the the podcast, Zach, because you know that, you know, I love a good zone beater. Those zone beaters that you can just throw in the slot and say, find the soft spot and get open. That's something I just, I adore. And, you know, I, I grew up watching, you know, anytime a guy can put somebody in spin in a spin cycle in man coverage, it's awesome and it's fun and it's, it's an and one highlight reel. But those slot receivers, man, those slot receivers deserve just as much love and those zone beaters deserve just as much love. And I think Zay Flowers is going to be a, you know, maybe not initially. The, the Odell Beckham signing is interesting. I think it definitely opens things up. Rashad Bateman has a lot to prove. So I think... The target void in Baltimore is, I think it's definitely worth investing in right now. It's definitely worth, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be throwing the ball way more than he has in his whole career. Um, He had a quote where he said he wanted to throw for um, 6,000 yards. And uh, I don't know about that one, but I love the, I love the, I love him setting his sights high. And I think uh, I'm hoping it's not a too many cooks situation, but Andrews, Bateman, Beckham, and Flowers all should hopefully make each other's lives easier. Um, and I think Flowers is a candidate to have a 
you know, really productive rookie season. And when OBJ is gone after the one year deal, um, a really productive career. Yeah, I'm excited to see how the the target shares shake out in Baltimore this year. Uh, I, I think Zay Flowers can play everywhere on the field. Um, I think he'll get penciled in as a slot, but I'm excited to see where where that goes with the Ravens. I, th- I think it's a great pick there. Um, yeah, no, no complaints from me at all. Putting the pressure back on you, Zach. How many quarterbacks are you going to take? <laughs> this is... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw away again team need to pretend like I'm not just drafting for one team here just just positionally. Um but right. I I would have taken Charbonnet here. I do love his three down skill set. I think he is such a great player, but ah, man, that Seattle is a killer. I think Walker is a better running back and it's just gonna get so murky over there. So yeah, I would have taken Charbonnet super early, depending on landing spot. If he ended up in Atlanta or Detroit in those current situations, I probably would have taken Charbonnet in the think, in the three or four range. I think here I'm going to take Quentin Johnson. Um, Thank you, because I didn't want to have to do it, but we were getting to that awkward point where somebody had to. Yeah, I him and Zay Flowers to me is still is still a good toss up. I yeah. I never loved Quentin Johnson. I think he has some holes in his game, especially with his hands. But at the same time, he's super intriguing. Uh, his his skill against press coverage and man coverage tested really, really well in reception perception. Um, he's definitely still very raw, but there are some questions around Mike Williams' health. There always is some questions around Mike Williams' health. The Chargers receiving room is, is getting older and has space for targets. Herbert needs another good weapon. And I think Johnson is very raw and may not contribute a ton right away. But if he can fix some of the flaws in his game, work on his zone coverage, you know, just work on those hands that high pointing the ball, he he does have yeah. a great ceiling. I mean, he's your prototypical build, so I'm perfectly comfortable taking him here. And but behind those guys, getting him in the back, some people would love that. Some people would love to get him at the 107. I think a, a lot oh, yeah. of in on Johnston. Absolutely, and and it's hard, it's hard to assess Johnston in a vacuum because, um. I have to confess to something, Zach, and I'm really happy I'm doing it in a public forum. Um, I might be a Chargers hater, to be completely honest with you. Um, it might just be something that I'm coming to terms with about myself, but I just think as long as Brandon Staley is their head coach, they have uh, like they're going to bump their heads up against the ceiling. I, I don't think they're going to break through that ceiling until they get Staley out of the paint. So uh, Quentin Johnston, um, yes, he's got yak skills. Yes, he's got the 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 height, weight, and speed, which we're just learning more and more is just overrated. Um, but you definitely can be. It can be. So I, I'm hoping to God to be wrong because the more great wide receivers in the league, the better. It's more fun to watch. It's better for fantasy. But Quentin Johnston was definitely one of my bigger red flag targets prior to the draft and then seeing him get that first round capital i don't know man it's gonna take a lot to impress me i'm gonna have to see a lot from him i, I just like getting him at 10 107 cool with that the ceiling is so there um you know him mike williams keenan allen uh it is a lot of cooks um but that being said keenan is very prototypical slot mike williams like you said he's in and out of the lineup um so I'm okay. I I like the pick where you got him. I think it's value at that point. It's the kind of pick where it's like, 
okay, well, like I said, it, eventually it's going to get awkward. Somebody's going to have to pick Quentin Johnston and, and, you know, I don't know how much longer I would have waited. I might've probably snagged him here if you didn't, but again, I would have had to put the disclaimer up that I wasn't elated about it. Um, but now you're here. You're at 108. What are you thinking? Here we go, bro. So the new name on that list that I just mentioned is Zach Charbonnet. And let me tell you, my friend, I'm not doing it. Uh, it, he, he feels like a, like a grenade. And when you draft him, you're pulling the pin and you're just holding him. It's not for me. Um, at this point in the draft, am I underselling him? So I get him late in the first, early second. Who knows? I guess we'll have to see. Anyways, I'm picking Bryce Young here. Um, I know we're doing, we're not building a team per se. We're drafting for individual teams, but I hadn't taken a quarterback yet. And, um, I think my love for Richardson has overshadowed my love for Young. Um, I've said this before, and I, I think maybe to the chagrin of you, but I've gotten some people who are in the, in my corner on this. I see a little bit of Mahomes in Bryce Young. He has a very similar finesse style of play. He's kind of got that magician vibe. He's got that Houdini vibe. He's um, great in the pocket. He's phenomenal in the pocket. He's phenomenal in the pocket, but he's phenomenal extending plays as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. His pocket, his pocket maneuver is fantastic. Oh, Absolutely. So, so Bryce Young is a player that I'm, Oh God, I'm so excited to watch him play in the NFL. And I love that he's in Carolina um, with Frank Reich. Uh, that just makes me so happy. I love Frank Reich. Um, I think that's going to do wonders for Bryce Young's development. Um, I, I think people picking, I think you could get bit in the butt picking Richardson over Young. Like if that, you could, that is one of those things that like there is possible that, Richardson flames out and everybody's like, yeah, this generational talent from Alabama that was just a stud from day one, every second should have been the clear cut. Like, why did we pick someone else ahead of this guy? Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely aware that that's, that that's something that is at risk. I'm personally willing to sign, sign my name on that dotted line though, when it comes to Richardson, but I'm here now and I don't have to, you, you saved me from having to, to make that call. I think we, we have to, I mean, obviously these quarterbacks, I think are, they should all be flirting with first round value in these, in these um, rookie drafts. I mean, first late first, early second for, for some of them in single quarterback, but I'm stoked to have Bryce young here. Um, Mr. Zach, why don't you, why don't you help us wrap this first round up? Let's, let's take it home. Next couple picks. No problem. I'll be taking Zach Charbonnet at the one Oh nine. Thank you again. You're, um, you're doing it. Yeah. You won't find a bigger Bryce young fan than me. So if he was there at one Oh nine, it would have taken him easily. I, I mean, I think Char- Charbonnet is the most talented player left. I mean, on the board at the moment. I love yeah. Stroud. Um, BPA. But, yeah, and, and if anything happens to Walker, Charbonnet walks into a c- credible role. Still might get some pass catching role. Um, yeah, I don't know how that backfield is going to shake up, but I'm just going to buy in on the talent at 109. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, I'm stoked that I didn't have to take him just because Ken Walker can be a three down back as well. You mentioned um, maybe Charbonnet will be like the lightning to Walker's thunder. Maybe Charbonnet will catch more passes than Walker. Maybe they have a grand vision that we aren't seeing, but, but the fantasy community, <laughs> it's so funny. We just want simple, you know, we want there we to be one guy. Yeah. Guy, yeah we, this isn't realistic for the NFL anymore. It's not, it's not. And we have to, I think, you know, when you stop growing, you start dying. So I think it's important for us to, you know, stay water and, and acknowledge that, okay, maybe they both can have value and, Maybe the sky isn't falling in Charbonnet and JSN land, but um, those are the kinds of 
roster grenades that I'm I'm a bit nervous for. I I I like to mitigate risk in in uh, dynasty in certain areas, especially at the running back and receiver position. I'm much more prone to to taking a risk on a quarterback or a tight end than I am on a running back or a receiver, um, because well, they're this. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say because there are so many staple, you know, steadfast wide receiver uh, twos and threes that will get me ten points a game, even though they might not get me those blow up games. They they more than likely won't leave me holding the grenade when the pin's out. For sure. Well, let's get through this first round because we got a whole other one to go. So do you want to talk me through uh, one ten? Yeah, let's keep crushing it. So 110, um, I think at this point, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make the reach. I'm taking Dalton Kincaid. Um, I'm super stoked about it too um, because it's a little later than I got him in my IRL dynasty draft, and I love the talent. I love that he plays the tight end position because I think he's going to maybe get utilized more like a slot receiver. Brandon Bean, the messaging from the Bills has constantly been, we drafted Cole Beasley in a tight end's body. We did not draft a tight end. We drafted a weapon. And, you know, you and I have had a lot of talks about Kincaid and what we think the ceiling can be his rookie year. We do have a bet going uh, over under 849 and a half. I think I'm losing that bet because I took the over and that's it really high. I think a more appropriate line is 700. And I think I'm comfortable he'll get 700 yards this year. I Yeah, I'm a little colder than you. I mean, just rookie tight ends tend not to make that jump right away. It's a tough um, learning curve at the tight end position realistically yeah only two have really done it in ingram and Pitts, their rookie year so not to say that it's impossible he could definitely take that role but i i will err on the side of caution there i love kincaid at the back of the first i don't really have any hesitations here um but i i do just tend to not pick a tight end in the first round if i can hold for it just because i think there's some value later as well but i don't mind it and i'm happy that you left me cj stroud yeah so that was the other name that I was heavily considering there. So love that pick um, for you. Stroud's the most accurate quarterback in this class. I don't love his weapons in Houston. Not that Carolinas are that much better, but yeah, those it, are two of the most underwhelming receiving weapons in the league. We're looking at Nico Collins. Um, hopefully John Mechie can step back into what everybody thought he was going to do his rookie year. Um, in the I love Dalton Brown, Schultz. I think. Dalton Schultz. Schultz, yeah, nice little blanket coverage there. Yeah, um, I, I just think uh, I think Stroud's very polished. I think, yeah, I, like I Stroud think a lot. he will need more pieces to succeed in fantasy. So I'm interested to see what they do in the offense in the next couple of years with the wide receiver position. Um, but you're you're probably not playing for first year here. But I, I think he's just incredibly talented. So 111, lock him in. Who you got at 112? Oh yeah, this is. This is a really interesting way the board's falling, but um, I love Devon A-Chain. Um, I'm very happy to take him here. He's a dog. He's a stud. I got him in the second round of my IRL Dynasty draft, um, Dynasty rookie draft. Um, yeah, Devon A-Chain, he's so fast, and he went to the perfect offense to utilize his skill set, I think. Um Look, a lot of people will point to the too many cooks for Miami, Raheem Mostert. My name is Jeff Wilson. Uh, you know, I think they re-signed Ahmed, correct? So I think so, yeah. Yep. So that's at least three right there. Um, but A-Chain, I think, has the opportunity to go right in and steal that job because, look, yes, there's a lot of guys there who are established, but none of them are RB1s. Maybe Mostert and Wilson are twos at best. 
So maybe. I mean, they've they've been there. I have a tough time buying in on the A chain hype train year one. Um, that's a that's a tough running scheme to learn. I've heard that. And, I, I've heard that that uh, theory. And they like they like the guys they have. They brought them in to run the system, and and I, I think the Dolphins are a team that wants to win now. And if if A chain makes some pass blocking mistakes, you know, doesn't land the coverages. I don't think they will hesitate to just let him ride the bench for a whole year. I don't think that's, I think he could get the James Cook treatment where it's like, yeah, you him to take over this role. And maybe it just doesn't happen because where the team's at in the, in the win column, they, they may yeah. decide they don't want to worry about the rookie mistakes. And that's while he point. may be the better player, it could take some time. He might get the James Cook treatment. So I don't, I don't mind that's... him here. He's a very good value on the board. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. Actually. I'm, I'm glad you said that because Baby Cook did definitely get um, the appropriate namesake treatment. He did get babied on his way into the NFL. I mean, he fumbled on his first touch. So that's just, that's an easy way to earn a four-week trip to the bench. Um, so A-Chain, yeah, we're looking for him avoiding that kind of uh, development. If it does happen, I think I'm still okay with it because of his upside and because of his landing spot. I don't see... Mike McDaniel not finding a way to utilize a weapon like that. And that's kind of what McDaniel does. So I'm super excited to have a chain at the back of the first. Well, let me move on to 201 then. We're getting in the market. We're getting into the call your it's, shot zone. This is call so. your shot territory. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing with rookie drafts is, I mean, back half of the second on is lottery, lottery ticket rounds. So I really like pairing up some players here and moving all my camera around like crazy sorry about that <laughs> um and i want to take keandre miller from the saints here at 201 That's such a good pick i i really like his skill set again probably not aiming for this year but camara suspension is looming and jamal williams wow. is getting up there in age and he's yep. got that three down skill set he wants to take the job right away we'll see if that happens but you know, you have the upside of a starting running back for an NFL team, which at 201, I'm fine waiting a year for that. That's a damn good pick. Um, okay. Yep. Kendry Miller probably would have been my pick here, but um, I'm not going to lose an ounce of sleep. Great pick, Zach. Great analysis. Yeah, he definitely has a pass-catching profile. So if Kamara is suspended and, and Jamal Williams is the thumper, then Kendry Miller is going to be the guy who is in the Kamara role. And Who's to say he doesn't dominate and Kamara doesn't get shipped out of town? You know, I mean, it, crazier things have happened, you know. Uh, so definitely something to pay close attention to. Um, at the 202, um, there's a couple names here that are very fascinating. Um, and I think I have officially reached the point where I'm ready to jump in with Michael, <clears throat> Michael Mayer here. I think great tight ends are hard to come by um and at the 202 he is going to be a starter i believe um very likely could fill in the waller role we do know that jimmy garoppolo loves to target tight ends and i'm projecting jimmy garoppolo starting uh most of the games for the raiders this season so some target tight ends you said, do we know he likes to target tight ends? Jimmy uh, George Kittle was was pretty solid last year with Jimmy G as his quarterback. Is that a Jimmy no, Jimmy Garoppolo thing, or is that a George Kittle thing? Yeah, is that a Jimmy Garoppolo thing, or is that a 49ers targets George Kittle thing? 
<laughs> That's an interesting point. I mean, Jimmy spent most of his career in San Francisco, so it's difficult to really know. Hard to I guess. tell, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, we'll find I'm out. Not gonna think. I think Michael Mayer was was that guy for yeah. the Fighting Irish, and he he's not the most athletic, so he, he'll play right. a different role than Waller, but great Different blocker. role than, yeah. Great targets. He'll probably have a solid floor. A lot of people had him as their tight end one in this class. Um, I think anybody who was looking for a traditional inline tight end that he was probably the, the, the pick. I mean, Kincaid had the weaponry and the, and the route running and the savvy, but Kincaid's not the blocker that mayor is. So no. And I, I actually don't think he's as good of a tight, a, a traditional tight end no. as mayor is. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised to see him fall in the draft. And I think Vegas got a good value there. Me too. Very interesting for his fantasy output. Um, I don't know if he's the most fantasy friendly tight end, but he very yeah. well, he's i mean he's done nothing but succeed so i yeah i think that falter i like players like him better in ppr or tight end premium but that being said if this isn't those i think he's still probably going to contend for some lower end tight end one numbers is that crazy I don't know his rookie year, but very possible later down the field. Again, oh, for it's sure hard in his career. to learn, but he's it got is. very little people in front of him. So The curve, man. Tight end curve. I'm going to go ahead and I think it's time to take uh, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, I love that pick. It's it's a reach. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is a reach, but oh, I like man. it. I started to see him go in the first in some drafts just purely based off the draft capital and people are going crazy at other people for taking him in the first, but I love him, man. I think he'll he's be good. A great fit in Carolina. I think at this point in the point you are throwing it running backs and I mean, Mingo is probably going to be starting almost right away. You yeah. can have, he, he could fit that power slot role so well. Pretty much nothing in his way. I mean, Thielen. Yeah. And I think Thielen's got Harris, some he'll play different roles. Um, and I love rookie quarterbacks that grow with a rookie wide receiver. And I think it's nice. young skill set will mesh very well. Yeah. Uh, so I have no problem taking him here at two or three. I think the first rounds reach for him, um, but seeing him drop early second, I'm all in. Yeah. I mean, you weren't going to have to worry about me probably for this round and it's nothing against Mingo. Um, I just think there's some names I like a little bit more. I uh, think you would regret dropping him out of the second round. I think I'm. I might be saying that. Ah, I don't know, man. We're gonna see. There's a lot of names here that I that I'm pretty crazy about. So, well, luckily for you, you're on the clock. So why don't you tell me one of them? Um. Well, I think maybe I will, Zach. Uh, I'm looking at a guy who would be maybe my call your shot guy, but I think it's a little bit more. Um. I think this name is, is gets a little bit more shine than mingo right now mingo deserves shine and and i i this is that kind of podcast where i think we're going to call attention to you know those diamonds in the rough and i'm definitely looking forward to like a rookie breakout episode down the road but um i'm gonna call my shot with josh downs um one of the best again you i've already gushed about my love for slot weapons and i think josh downs is one of the best slot weapons in this class he's undersized but he's a contested catch machine which is like one of the sickest oxymorons ever. I and I love his landing spot. Once again, we you know he has the same thing going for him that you talked about with Mango. He's going to be growing with a rookie quarterback, and and he hopefully will play a safety blanket type role. And again, like Flowers, I don't think it's crazy to think that he's out there, you know, getting hella usage as a rookie. So look out for Josh Downs. I think he's going to. I believe is it true that Steve Smith Senior called him the best 
rookie receiver, best receiver in the class. Did you I hear that? You're talking um, the wide receivers coach for Indianapolis. It's not Steve Smith senior. Oh, uh, I saw Steve Smith and I got really excited. I thought it was the, I thought it was the guy I love. If I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Will, Sorry, Steve. I will vet this. Um, you see Steve Smith, and your brain goes to Steve Smith Senior. But Reggie he, Wayne. You I'm might. Sorry, it's Reggie Wayne. Uh, was it Reggie Wayne who said it? It was. Uh, it was Reggie Wayne. Yeah, because he's the wide receivers coach for Indianapolis. He was the there best wide go. receiver in the draft, and then they waited until the fourth round of, or third round to draft him. So, yeah, right. Know, runs behind what you're saying. Not putting your money where your mouth is, Reggie. But no, Reggie Wayne, all-time great receiver. So if he sees it in Josh Downs, I see it in Josh Downs. Stoked to have him at uh, two hundred four. Yeah, I love Josh Downs. I think people will give you heat for that pick, and I think that's a little wild. Um, super talented, great. You said people will great. give me heat. Do you think it's too yeah. high? I mean, I think I think there are people out there that prefer other wide receivers ahead of him at this point. But you're, you're shooting darts in the second round. I'm calling my shot. I like Josh Downs. Um, I will. I don't love any of the running backs left on the board. I will take, man, this is a tough spot here. I think I will go ahead and lock in Ty J Spears. I'm so glad you picked Ty J Spears. I love the prospect, um, but the ACL, I'm, he's off my draft board. Yeah. I mean, he has one ACL that. listeners. I don't know if you know that or not. He has one ACL. See, that's just an interesting report for me. You know, like, he, there were no, like, I mean, he had injury concerns, and then no one knew about this random no ACL thing until right after the draft. It's like, it's a little, and you know, why Why yeah. would they be drafting him where they did if he had no prospects of playing? To me, listen, you're, you're right. not you're not banking on six years from a running back anyway most right. of the time. Very few yeah. running backs hit that. Derrick Henry has not proved he's on his way out, but he's right. got to, at some point, he's got to fall. He has he, like, to play forever. He can't. And AJ Spears, great workload, a team trying to get younger, a team working on their future. Maybe he doesn't play right away, but maybe you get a sneaky running back value in the middle second round. Yeah, part of why I love the pick is because I don't hate it for you. Like, I'm not, I'm not at all criticizing the pick. Um, I think TyJ Spears has a path to legitimate playing time as early as this year. Henry is a candidate to miss a game or two a year, sometimes a stretch of games. Henry's also almost 30, or he might be 30. I, I This might be his 30 season. I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I if I know exactly his age, but he's, he's, I'm, he's getting towards the wrong side of the running back shelf life. So I'm not super – I don't think Henry's going to last much longer. So if Spears steps into the starting role, after that, with that dra- sort of draft capital and that sort of investment, then, yeah, I mean, I think Ty J. Spears can be a fantastic pick here at 205. It could be a steal. You're at 206 then. I took him off the board so you don't have to. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. You are you really are doing God's work. Um, I think I'm going to go with, oh, shoot. I got a couple names here. And, again, I'm throwing darts. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt here. Um I am very intrigued by Jalen Hyatt's traits. I'm very intrigued by Jalen Hyatt's landing spot. There's really nothing in the way for Jalen Hyatt to be a featured weapon on an offense. Um, maybe Darren Waller is is the only candidate on that offense that I can say definitively right now will have a bigger role on offense. But, I mean, Sterling Shepard is on his 473rd Achilles injury. Um 
Darius Slayton is, you know, insert deep, deep threat here. Yeah, uh, I love Isaiah Hodgins, but I think he's more of a big slot than anything else. And I, I don't think Jalen Hyatt's going to contend for that 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 role anyway. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking for Jalen Hyatt to be at least a snowball's chance in hell, at least a lottery ticket likelihood that he can be a wide receiver two or three as early as his rookie year. But when those names start to clear out, I mean, Wandale is coming off of an ACL tear, you know, uh, Richie James is out of the paint. So I don't know, man, I'm saying Jalen Hyatt has a very realistic path to playing time early. He does. I don't know if he's really a complete wide receiver. That Tennessee offense is incredibly hard to read to a pro level. They just so as I've heard, it. yeah. So it's it's really tough to project players from that, which is why you saw both those wide receivers fall even after that's being super productive. Bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. So it'll be interesting. The the Giants, like you said, don't have a real just like number one wide receiver. So he's got a path to playing time. I just I don't know if I see it for Hyatt as much as some of the other guys on the board. Uh, I think you'll call this one a reach for me, but I am very excited to take him here. And I'll be taking Jaden Reed at the ah, seven. No, I've 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 definitely warmed up to Jaden Reed. Uh, our discussion yesterday again. These are off. These are off camera discussions. I wish you. I wish we had cameras on us twenty four seven. But we had a very spirited discussion about the Packers and their uh, wide receiver room. Um, but I'm very okay with this pick. I love him. I think he's got a great path to targets year one. I think he's a very polished player and just a couple improvements away from being a very good caliber starting wide receiver. And people are just sleeping on him for really no reason for me back to the second. I, if I'm be honest, yeah, I'm comfortable taking him mid early second, him and Mingo for me were back and forth. So yeah, insert him one of those at two or three and I'm cool oh, with man. it. Man, This is the, this is the close your eyes and, and you know, spin the wheel here man these names are are i'm losing my inspiration my will to live you still we both haven't talked about this but there's still a near first round quarterback on the board oh yeah i i i I mean i i do think he should go in the second round i'm not gonna i'm not gonna poo poo that i think he has a, a path to being a starter in the in the not so distant future um it's not as guaranteed as it would have been if he had first round draft capital invested in him but you know, I liked the prospect just fine. I thought he kind of got a bad rep, but we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, I think here I'm comfortable. Whew. I'll take Rasheed Rice. And you and I talked about him as well in our same conversation as our Jaden Reed conversation. And you know I'm not blown away by the prospect. I'm not blown away by you know, uh, the clear and obvious path to playing time and targets, but similar to Jalen Hyatt, there's nothing in his way. MVS is literally just a guy, um, you know, Kadarius Tony, but he's always a hamstring pull away from missing four games. So I kind of feel like Rishi Rice, I mean, as, as far as dart throws go, I mean, Mahomes, uh, this was a Mahomes special. He asked Andy Reid for Rasheed Rice, not unsimilar to his request for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and we all know how great of a pick that was. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I'm not hating. I, I think Rasheed Rice, you know, he's got enough going for him. I think he'll be a fine uh, weapon for Kansas City if they can get him going. I mean, that's the thing with Kansas City is they can pretty much get anyone going. Uh, they're they're third and fourth string tight ends 
usually catch touchdowns on little pitch plays after they do ring around the rosy and duck duck goose on the field. Like I, I wish I was kidding, Zach, but these are real things that Kansas City does. So they know how to do what plays. I, I worry about him playing first year in that offense. He didn't blow me away as a prospect either, but he was hurt pretty much all of his last year in college. So kind of hard to get a good read on him. And you know, yeah. I mean, he's chances any of these guys. Uh, my my favorite pick here, sitting at the two hundred nine. I'm gonna go ahead and take Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, I, uh, I that's really a good pick. Prospect that Chicago backfield is incredibly murky, and while that is ambiguous, and any of those guys can succeed, I mean, there's they brought in two run. I mean, you have Khalil Herbert, who people love and was there, but was yeah. a different regime's running back, yeah. and then. They brought in Deontay Foreman, who had an incredible run last at the end of last year, but again, a little older, never never a huge pass catching guy, just kind of a one two plotter. Yeah, and they they love Rashawn Johnson. I think he's a great player. I think while he may not be a clear cut guy, that's a murky backfield, and he could if he gets that starting role, two hundred nine, you're you're killing the draft. Yeah, and I also love the long play aspect of it because you know there's absolutely a path to him on that rookie deal being a featured part of that offense. And it's a great offense. That's, that's an exciting offense. It's an, I mean, well, that's, I was going to say that's a stretch, but it's an offense that I'm not, I don't hate having, having a piece of right now, given fields, potential resurgence, uh, re- resurgence, resurgence. I'm not sure what word I was going for the assertion. <laughs> I don't know. There was a word there. There's it a word turned, there. It turned into a, it, we're at the very end of the, of the show here, folks. So bear with us. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm in comfortable range to draft, uh, somebody who I know won't be, won't very likely won't be playing this year. Um, at least not in a meaningful way. Um, and that's tank Bigsby. Um, again, landing spot, not ideal. Um, get very nervous about his potential usurping of ETN's work, but, uh, there was a headline recently that we covered on the legit football podcast where uh, Tank Bigsby is apparently turning heads in rookie minicamp. And Zach, we talked about how careful you have to be about those turning heads reports. Of course. Um, but it's enough that it's something. I mean, it's not struggling. You know, I mean, you'd rather have Edwards. you'd rather have him turning heads um, than him. I like Tank. I think there's yeah. there's room. There was always room in with ETN's skill style and Jacksonville's backfield that they needed another guy. And I think they got that in tank. I think he'll be a good complimentary role. Obviously, if anything happens to ETN, he could take that. He was a great prospect in college. Um had some struggles last year with the offense he was on, but he he was very good. There were people that when two years ago we're looking at this class, it was Bijan and then Tank, and yeah, he, he fell pretty far, but I don't see any any reason with not taking him here. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and and I'm glad that you see it that way. I I'm just you know I think Jacksonville's offense will take a huge step forward this year. I think Jacksonville's a huge threat in the AFC. I think people are going to sleep on them. Come on, it. Um, I'm going to close out the round. It's your here. last pick. Is my last pick. I'm really between two guys here, and I'll talk you through two of them. So I consider Marvin Mims. Yeah, I had a feeling you would. You love receivers. I don't love Marvin Mims, but I think he could be a great deep threat for that offense. And with the guys left available here, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, 
Well, actually, I'm talking sure. myself into it. I'm going to go ahead and take the per I, the player that I think is just falling too far for his positional value. Um, there's just oh, I thought about that too. That probably would have been Detroit. my pick if you didn't make him, yeah. I Sam really Laporta. think he's well worth the pick in the end of the second. When you're taking dart throws on wide receivers and running backs who may may or may not get playing time in the they were picked in the third, fourth round of the draft, whatever that is. Sam Laporta was a second round pick. He was a great receiver for Iowa. He walks into an incredible starting role in Detroit. There's no one left in front of him there on a very high powered fast offense in the NFC. And he could be one of the best tight ends in this class. He's as maybe not as good as a receiver as Dalton Kincaid, but he is incredible after the catch ability. Yeah. And he's just so under the radar because of the other tight ends that go in front of him that people just are like, well, the big two are off the board. Laporta could be the best tight end that comes out of this draft class when all said is when's all said and done. I mean, it's not yeah. out of the ballpark. So I love I, I definitely would take him there. Yeah, I, I love the pick, man. And I'm actually surprised he lasted that long. Um, I definitely thought he would have been drafted way sooner. Um, I was the only one showing love to the tight end position in this draft prior to that selection by you. So you're now officially on the board with tight end. Um, and that's cool, man. You know, like, I mean, everybody values things differently. And I did get the crown jewels, I would say, of the class. But Laporta, players like Laporta, players like uh, Musgrave, uh, players like Darnell Washington, uh, Shoemaker, they all can contribute. You know, we, we could, they I, do I have. Laporta's a tier above those guys, if I'm going to be really honest with you. Or he's at least at the top of that tier, but I do think it's, yeah, it's pretty safe to say he was, I think he was drafted ahead of um, Mayor, correct? He was drafted was very early in the second round. Uh, Laporta, yeah, right? He was, he was, he was yeah. drafted very high in the second. And I think he was well worth it. I think, I think he's a tip. He was drafted, I believe, a, above Mayor in the NFL yeah. draft. Yeah, he did. He uh, was. I, I think he's worth it. I think he could end up being, being one of the top Titans in this class, especially for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um, the Lions and speaking of uh, Laporta's uh, draft position, you know, we didn't talk about this, but in the rookie draft, I feel it's the same way. I mean, they're a huge get-your-guy team. I mean, they went out, okay, they got Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. They went out, they got Jack Campbell. They went out, they got Sam Laporta. Oh, they took all those guys ahead of where they were projected to go, but everybody loves those players. Nobody's mad at where they got them. It's the sunk cost fallacy. They, they, they're there now. Okay, it's yeah, out the window. Matter. You know, so so shout out for to Detroit, shout out to you, Zach. And I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this ship home. And you know what, man? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stop the slide, bro. I'm taking Will Levis. The amount of disrespect. He did you already know? Did you have it queued up? Yeah, I did. I knew oh, I sweet. I mean, yeah, I like the prospect, and I feel like he's he's just being left for dead. And it's insane. It's, yeah, it's, I mean we left him for dead in this draft. I think the end of the second could be, I think there was some wide receivers running backs that we might should maybe should have taken him above uh, just because he's probably going to end up being the starting quarterback for the Titans at some point. And he, yeah. he was a loved prospect. But we, but we talked to ourselves about, about throwing team need out the window and running yeah, backs and wide receivers are the most valuable position. I, we're savvy drafters. I, I think we've learned that about each other. Levis. So I yeah. was going to leave him to die until you took him. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that's why I took him last because I knew I didn't have to reach. Uh, I know you, you yeah, haven't been a fan. Awesome. You weren't, you weren't pre-draft. Uh, and you know, I, yeah, I, I just like, 
I like his traits and I will always be a little bit biased and a little bit spoiled because I'm a Bills fan and I saw what traits can get you. Um, but that being said, that for every Josh Allen, there's 10 guys that are just drafted way too high that aren't that don't have that dog in them. And we'll see if Will Levis does. I mean, if 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 anybody's going to have a massive chip on their shoulder from this draft, it's him. And and so I'm happy to have him in the fold. You could look like a genius at 212 if he pans out. Definitely. And I think I think even I may have overlooked him in this draft as well at the at the back of the second there. So I don't but think so, I think- buddy. Because I mean, Team Eleven. You already had Stroud going to Team Eleven. I mean, I didn't look at that a ton, like what the team had in their, in their prior. But you wouldn't take two quarterbacks in a one quarterback no. league. So no. I think you did the right thing, man. I I think at the end of the day, you got your guys and I got my guys, and and you know I would love to see these guys, uh, my my, you know, twenty four guys and your no, my twelve guys and your twelve guys go to war. I would love to see it. Fantastic. Well. 212 in the books, that means this, this rookie draft is over. That means this episode's coming to a close. The first inaugural coffee shop sports episode coming back That's right here for the 2023. Feels good to be back, man. I'm happy to be kicking this off with you. It really does, dude. This was this was so much fun, man. And these kinds of discussions, these kinds of exercises, man. We're gonna have so much more where that came from, everybody. Uh check out our socials, check out our coffee reviews. Um, we're super excited to be part of the community. We're super excited to be putting our two cents on this fantastic, fantastic community, fantastic industry. Um, Zach, do you have any final thoughts, my friend? No, sir. I'm glad to be here with you. Glad to be here with you. And we will be seeing you guys next week. Back at you. Peace.